0: BLOB TALK RADIO
1: If I'm in the web at www.theclauntimes.net, and you find me on um, Facebook as well, in as my thing just do a search for the Clown Times, and the upper left-hand corner of the search window on Facebook, you'll be able to find me. Uh, welcome to the Clown Hour. Uh, as I alluded to earlier, this is uh, kind of like the dot com. It is the Super Bowl 49 in review. We're going to touch on a few things with the round table. Y'all know them, uh my man Chris Loupe and as well as the Yard slash HBC sports owned, Dwayne Nash. So Dwayne's on the line up
2: right now, so we'll get the party
1: started. So Dwayne, welcome brother. How you been?
2: I'm doing all right, Scott, how about yourself? I'm
1: I'm doing I'm doing alright. I'm I'm over I'm proud to say that I'm I'm over that blown call that was the second and one from the second goal, rather from the one-inch line, which uh, which which baffled <laughs> my mind, and which baffled probably most people's minds who watched the game, and not all, or if not every fans' mind, including that of the Patriots, they're like, "What?" And thank you, Pete uh, <laughs> 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 Carroll. thing. So let's just get right to it, man. Um, what in the hell was Pete Carroll thinking? And to see how his coaching staff think, offensive coaching staff thinking, and making that play call. I read a few places, I heard some people say that if he plays some type of percentage game, you know, that, you know, it wasn't necessarily the worst call in the world. So I'm sorry. You have Marshawn Lynch, a.k.a. Beast Mode, who, by the way, rumbled for like four yards after the one-inch line, could have easily scored. But true. Very true. He's but you you they, you try to be cute and throw a quick slant from the one inch line with the Super Bowl around to get this the number four receiver? Really? <laughs> and not use beast
2: mode? Really? And last well, first lead, and foremost, yes, I'm I'm not gonna sit here and allow you to talk about, you know, an H B C U alum like that, man. You know, Ricardo Lockett went to Fort Batley State. I can't <laughs> sit here and allow you to talk about like that. Uh,
1: I should have
2: known. <laughs> I should have known, bro.
1: But but seriously, but seriously, though. No. I mean, and and, and speaking of says Claire uh, Lockett, um, have the oh, office what? coordinator, you know, try to clown him for not going strong with the ball. Excuse me. You made the exactly. city call that put the young brother into the precarious situation anyway. So, what yeah. man? So, are you one of those guys? And I'm not going to fault you out of the way. I'm just going to scratch my head a little bit. But um, do you think that was a very dumb call, like most of America? Or do you consider the percentage involved and maybe it wasn't
2: the worst call in the world?
1: In other words, what gives? What
2: gives? Well, I have mixed reactions on that. Um, okay. I, I don't think it was the dumbest thing in the world. I mean, it, it, of course, all of the. The, the circumstances and, and, and all of the evaluation of that, that, that entire series has been thrown out, of course, over the past couple of days, where they say, you know, they only have one timeout left, a second down uh, to keep from them to keep them from running out the clock with a run play mm-hmm. potentially if they don't get in. You know, they go ahead and try to do a quick slant where I don't know, I don't have the, the facts in front of me, Uh But someone says statistically that play in that situation works 100% of the time. The only time it hasn't worked this season is Sunday. Yeah, I was just as shocked to hear that just as you are. They said as many times (laughs) as that play has been run in that situation this past season, it has worked 100% of the time with the exception of that one time on Sunday. But with that said, right, that's not the play that bothers me. You know what really bothers me is the fact that that's the up. Seahawks were up twenty-four to ten in the third quarter, and they only ran the ball one, two, three, four times total after going up twenty-four ten.
1: Right, wow, that's right. Four that's why I, can say. I can say they couldn't drives.
2: Exactly, so, you know, and, and those drives all ended, well, with the exception, of course, the last one, which ended in interception, those last pre, those previous three drives all ended in three and out. And if they ran the ball wow. in those situations, maybe they're sustained drives, and maybe they lead to, to extra points, and they don't have to go into the situation where they're worried about whether or not you pass the ball or run the ball in that second down situation. Uh dude.
1: I had a sense that to watch the game, I had a sense that the I think Seattle got a little too cool for themselves on what up by ten or on 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 New England. Um uh-huh. because and we'll touch on this a little bit, but I thought in the first half Seattle pretty much got over in the sense that the Patriots missed many opportunities.
0: To yes, push the it game did.
1: out of reach early, because I thought that even though the score was tied at halftime, I thought that New England thoroughly outplayed Seattle, Thoroughly outplayed. Yeah, I mean you had the turnover mm-hmm. uh, inside the inside the red zone. Uh, actually, I think was a a goal situation, uh, a down and goal situation. I think it was early on in the in the, in the turnover, and then you had like costly penalties that killed drives. Um, I mean, it seems like Seattle couldn't get out of their own way offensively. And it took a big play to even set them up for their first touchdown. And then when they gambled, which I thought they were nuts, before they actually scored a touchdown and not taking a field goal attempt, you know, scoring a touchdown with six seconds left in the first half, tied the game. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Seattle. I mean, outside New England had I played these cats. And they only tied with them. And that didn't think that boded well for for the Patriots, and then, lo and behold, they're down by 10 points on the fourth quarter. And there was Seattle, instead of feeding B-Smoke consistently, to your point, they were chucking around. There was, it around. It was a big offensive coaching staff was trying to make Russell Wilson, not to have anything against him, he's an industry uh alum, but making Wilson the hero instead of giving the ball to B-Smoke.
2: And yeah, that's what I was cost yeah, you know yes, that's sir. one of the conspiracy theories, right? Is that uh, Bevel and and and, and Carroll decided to pass the ball a lot more in the fourth quarter to make it so that Russell Wilson becomes MVP of the Super Bowl instead of Marshawn Lynch.
1: I heard that too, and I love conspiracy theories. Much the next brother. I heard that. And <laughs> that 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 that. I mean, that could only explain. I mean, why go away from your bell cow? When you're up late, when you're up by two scores,
2: why not go to a bell cow? In, in that case, why
1: didn't
2: they? Exactly. So, you're up 14. And and right. and I put it out yeah. I sent the tweet out in the beginning of the fourth mm. quarter. Seattle has given up an average of 4.4 points in the fourth quarter for the entire season. Yes. 4.4. The only teams to score more than seven points on them in the fourth quarter, Dallas who beat him and Denver who uh, scored 14 on them, to take it into overtime where they almost right. won in Seattle. So it, it was in their favor to just basically feed the beast. It, it just seemed a ridiculous to me for them not to run the ball and to try to be cute and pass the ball around as much as they did. They got too cute. That's,
1: that's they, they, they did. I felt that Seattle got too cute. I think that, you know, and whether it is, you know, they're making some truth to them not wanting to make on the MVP, which I think is stupid, but, uh, but you know, not stupid <laughs> that you're not going to make, give the ball to your best offensive player, uh, yeah. not to respect the Russell Wilson, but it is what it is. The offense goes to beast mode. Um, you know, and, and also concerning the fact that, I'm going to get on this for just tangent for a minute. Remember when, uh, like, like, like even the off season last, this past off season when they let, um, uh, uh, what's his name go to take Joe to the Lions, yeah. and when they traded away Percy Harvard, it was as if uh-huh. Carol was saying, it was as if was saying we're going to change our identity to be a smash mouth, beat your ass offensive squad. So we're going to mm-hmm. in you, we're going to tap you out, which they did most of the season after that trade.
2: Exactly. But, Either that and, or. And, and, and the, yeah, I would say either that or the guys that we have are capable of doing what we want to do in the pass game. We don't we don't right. need a quote unquote uh, well I don't I don't want to diss Ricardo Lockett I don't want to diss uh, you know <laughs> Curse I don't want I don't want to make make any more statements about Curse or the other Seattle Seahawks receivers by calling them a pedestrian. Because uh, outside of Chris Matthews, who absolutely no one knew about until Sunday, they basically almost looked that way in the Super Bowl. And I just find it odd that so it it's almost insulting that that, that Bevel and, and, and Carroll would actually go after the strength of New England's defense by deciding to yeah. pass when they're up 14. Right. Yeah, they're up 24 to
1: 14 in the fourth quarter. And they seem they seem to have New England on the ropes. The defense, even though they were Tom Brady and Tom Brady, blushing them for overdoing the yard's passing, which was the most that the Richard bull has given up all season. But yep. nevertheless, you're up by two scores on these cats. If you're up by two scores on Tom Brady with a Super Bowl title at stake, you drive a stick through their heart. You don't give them life. You don't give Tom Brady life. I'm sorry. I don't care if they have pedestrian, quote unquote, pedestrian receivers outside of Gronk and and Ellerman. Element. You 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 choked them out. You choked them out. Period. Uh, Chris exactly. is going to discuss it, so let's just get him on. Um, let's get exactly. him on real
3: right quick. So
1: Chris, what's going on, brother?
3: Hey, how you doing? Sorry, excuse me. We're We're we just, yeah, we we just we just ran
1: on Pete Carroll and saying how just just still our heads about so. So, the way and I were talking about each other about that. So, what's the year, brother? What the hell was Pete Carroll thinking on that fourth down call? I mean, I am sorry on the second and inch and a girl from the
3: one-inch line call that lost the game for him. I, I tend to believe that he was thinking about his medical marijuana because there's no way that you make that call. There's,
0: there's, uh,
3: oh, there's, there's no way that you make that call. Um, the, the, the place I went to watch the game, we had, you know, a, big array of people, and yes. um, some of which were um, ladies, for example, who don't even pay attention to football, and so we asked <laughs> them, okay, we set the scenario, you know, if uh, running the ball had worked and got you to the, yes. you know, to the to the um, one-yard line, and you've got this superstar running back, what would you do, do you to an do that individual? Out, said, yeah, I, I, I would run, run the ball. Work. Yeah. I would run the ball. Yeah. No one said anything about passing the ball. And it's just kinda like, you know, um I sit and think about um, you know, the basketball football games I've seen in the past and how when they get down to the goal line, what do they do? They run it to set up the pass. You run it to set up the pass. So yes. you will pass the ball, but not not that early and not in the middle of the field. So I don't know what was right. going on right there. I mean, I just I'd never seen anything like that before in my life. You know, maybe something. I expect Dude. the, you know, the the Cleveland Browns or the um, Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> to do something like that, but not a defending champion.
2: Right. Exactly. You know what, Chris? Well, you, you missed some of my earlier points a couple of minutes ago, but they actually ran that exact same play uh, to score that that rub play or that that, that rub strength in the third quarter to take the lead twenty four ten. And um, I, I had heard something. I don't know exactly how much truth it is
3: to it, uh-huh. but
2: uh, and an analyst said that that same play for the team that have run that play throughout the season, it has basically been successful 100 percent of the time, with the exception of that interception
3: uh, tossed on Sunday. Okay, so let's j- thank you for saying that because now you're going to make <laughs> my next point. Okay, so you just ran this play in the third quarter. Yeah. A play that's highly successful against a team that watches a lot of film. Okay.
0: Very much So, so.
3: you can't tell me. He mm-hmm. ran his very first, very last play a quarter before that was successful, and it's like you know what? If I were the defensive back, I say, "Oh, wait, we've seen this setup before. We've seen this formation. We've seen mm-hmm. all this stuff because we watched on film. and Oh, guess what? It just worked against us um, just less than a quarter before. So, what do you think I'm going to do if I'm the defensive back? I'm going to jump the play. And it looks like exactly. that's exactly right. what happened. It looks like he did. was more ready for it." It looks like he was – the defensive back looked like he knew exactly where that ball was going and he was there before the offensive player was. The offensive player did not look like he was really trying to get it. It looked like, oh, I got this type of thing. The defensive back ran through his arm to get it. Okay, so that means he's seen that before. That's a
2: lot of Spygate uh, allegations going on over there, Chris. But, no, did you hear his (laughs) (laughs) post-game interview? He he basically said that they had been practicing for that play
1: or
0: right. play
2: similar to it because, of course, they had seen it before. And while they were practicing that he kept getting beat. So uh, Belichick kept getting into him, basically saying, you need to get in position to beat this pass play. And, wow. well, and apparently he saw the formation and knew it was coming and, and got there before the receiver. But the thing that I was telling Scott before you got on, Chris, it's not yeah. just the fact that they didn't run the ball on second down. Seattle got real huge. The entire fourth quarter. They only ran the ball those last four possessions four times. You're up 14 points. Why are you not mm-hmm. running the ball with one of Wait, the best yeah. running backs, if not the best running back in the league? Yes,
3: yeah. run the clock down, run the clock exactly. down. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and, and it, it wasn't, it wasn't it, like the run
2: plays that they ran weren't working. They were averaging four yards a carry. Why aren't you running wow. the ball?
0: So, yeah. no, you know, it, it's, it, 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 it's
2: ridiculous.
1: Timmy, the thing is, as is, is the way I'm glad you we we re, we re remind what you told me earlier, it just adds more to the hubris of carrying off as the culture's path. You ran the play once before. You can't assume uh-huh. that the pictures are a bunch of idiots. They, they watch film. They say, you know what? Holy crap, they're going to run the same play again. I know they're not going to run the same play again on us. I know they don't think we're that stupid. Lo and behold, they try to run the damn play again, and that's why the young brother, an undrafted rookie free agent by the way, jumped the route intercepted the ball game over. He's got a nice red truck from Tom Brady.
2: So, so there you go. So I just found it interesting too that it was two undrafted. Uh, well, he's no no longer a rookie, but two undrafted players going against each other on that play. hmm Right. And I, I don't, I don't right. know if I would exactly. ever leave. You know the the. Uh, 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 NFL championship in the hands of an undrafted I mean he's been in the league three years but he barely plays offense he's more of a special teams guy and, and I don't know if I leave it in his hands I I, I would throw it to Chris Matthews I understand that actually first and foremost I would have ran Marshawn Lynch first and foremost but if I was going to do a yeah. pass play it would have been to Matthews and it, it just had to have been a matchup between Matthews and Browner and I take my chances uh, on the top ball yeah Right.
1: And, you know, it was setting up so well before that, fellas, the, as the New England Patriots' hair that I am, not as much as a Dallas Cowboy hair, by the way, but nonetheless. You know, what happened to New England the last two Super Bowls that they played and lost there? Two outstanding <laughs> catches, or some people could call them fluky catches. We all remember yeah. what happened with David Tyree, right, and we were in Arizona once before. We all remember what happened with Mario Manningham, when the Patriots lost to the Giants again in Indianapolis, and lo and behold, I think, it was cursed who made that ridiculous circus catch where he was on the ground, and the same rookie free agent um, who saved the day for New England had a presence of the mind to keep an eye on him and push him out of bounds. So he said, "If you pay, if you remember." The, the camera pan to Tom Brady On the sideline, he was looking at this like Oh shit, not again yeah, You
0: know what exactly. what I mean? but
1: like, not again Not again And then all of a sudden Seattle gets cued in. You know, you we're know, Ray Lightning and Raven today So with any other plays That you all thought Was maybe had a uh, pivotal moment Because we touched on the fact that New England Wanted some chances in the first half And um mm-hmm. uh, and, 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 they get a game. and New England really should have been blowing them out in the first half, to be honest with you. But outside of Seattle of the getting cute in the end and not running the ball, expecting to leave, obviously getting cute with that stupid like second down pass, uh, pass play near the goal line I lost the game for them. there yeah. any other players that stood out, or do you think that that was the were main practice in the Super Bowl, that being New England's squadron champs in the first half,
3: and Seattle getting too cute in the second half. Um, I think that the um, play where the defensive back broke his arm when he when that happened, oh. I figured that that was going to have um uh, the the Seattle defensive back when he um I can't remember if it was a turnover. Yeah, it was a turnover. And, he, and he oh, yeah, turnover Yeah. Yeah, when he broke his arm, I figured that was going to come back to haunt uh, Seattle. Yeah. Uh, because I mean, you don't you don't um, yeah. you don't lose a starter, especially in their defensive secondary, that and it doesn't affect right. them later. I figured that was gonna be that was gonna bite them in the butt later, and I think it did because uh, didn't um his replacement give up a, at least one touchdown. Yeah, he got burnt like he, 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 I mean, he got burnt like a toast. Yeah, that's not, okay. <laughs> that's what I thought. Yeah, he was, I can't remember was number twenty. I can't remember what his number was. I, I going to watch the replay. Okay, I I refuse uh, to watch the replay because I was upset about I somebody it up that being thing.
0: ended. <laughs> but,
3: <laughs> but, um, don't look it up <laughs> on Deadspin because
1: he shows a picture of the guy breaking what the broken arm looked like. If you're squealing oh, really? at a fan of heart, don't look at Deadspin. Don't look at okay. uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's the picture on Deadspin. Now point. you're going to make me want to look is it is up. Is that he gets used most of the second half and the first half by Julian Edelman. Edelman's thinking he's behind the school. Um, yeah, and you know you can't really blame the player. I mean, the player just a backup for a reason. You know, I know they always say next man up, but it's the same goes. If you see a weakness, you're attacking. That's what New England did. Um, how about you, uh, Dwayne? Do you just see uh, any other pivotal moments aside from that, or you know, pretty much everything that we discussed up to this point?
2: Actually, that can, that will be one of uh, uh, one of my pivotal moments as well because that was the the pass play, where Tom basically do du- it uh, directly to the corner uh, cornerback, right? Right. But he there was no him, receiver route. Yeah, that's a situation where if New England comes away with some points, it's a possibility that that momentum completely switches into their uh, favor, and we don't know if Seattle even takes the lead in, in the second half. You know, we don't we don't know what the turnout right. might be, but I, I this is not. Necessarily an individual play, but the play of Tom Brady, his ability to get the ball out extremely quick, which didn't allow for Seattle's defense to be extremely right. physical with Julian yeah. Edelman, unlike yep. with yeah. Ben Vern last year. You know, with, with you know with Peyton Manning, their inability to be physical with Julian Edelman or uh, Danny Amendola never really gave Seattle's DBs an opportunity to take them out of the game.
3: Right. And
0: they
2: were in that time, was, too. They exactly. Off
1: of them. Mm-hmm. I couldn't figure that out. Why would they play off of? I mean, it's like totally unlike the biggest boot I've seen. Now, granted, Tom Brady rarely went to Richard Sherman's side. I think he went to the salary twice the entire game.
0: But
1: mm-hmm. still, I mean, I saw, you know, Element, and granted, elements are studs. Okay, we wrong, he's not soft, baby. But to see him, Danny Amendola, and I forget the other cat's name, um, uh, young brother, when oh, they Brandon were Lafayette. catching the balls. Yeah, okay, okay, Brian Lafell, exactly. When they were catching the balls, to catch the passes, they they had cushions. They they had cushions. None of those guys were of foot. They had cushions. Okay, and I I can understand why. They were playing off of him, but I guess it makes sense because most of the time Tom Brady was talking to the side where that, that backup was on. That backer was playing mm-hmm. off of the receiver most of the time, wherever he had, wherever he was checking. So it was just, it was just very interesting to see how people play chess like that on the high, on the big stages and things like that. Um, so going back to California, for a minute, I'm, I'm going to keep beating that drum because someone needs to be specific to him, right? Um <laughs> I mean, Pete Carroll, I like Pete Carroll. He is, he's a a—he's—he's—he's he's one of those cats who who, beats, who wants to be on his own drum. He has a lot of Hebrews around him, a lot of swag, a lot of cockiness, but that cockiness that Charles Super Bowl could get him into trouble. So, with the, with the fact of, with, I mean, given the fact that he blew, pretty much blew his his team's chances of the rare repeat and the potential chance of becoming a dynasty. Well, how would this affect Pete Kell's legacy going forward? Like, I know it's too early to say legacy, I guess, but the thing is that I think it'll have an adverse effect on them going forward because, yeah, players on his own team openly questioning the call, the play call. Bruce mm-hmm. Irvin, Michael Bennett, and all those guys on defense, openly questioning that decision. You know, the team, like Seattle, has a full of free – full or, of or, 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 or free spirits and whatnot. I don't know. I don't know how that would job with you know, Carroll going forward because they're going to look at him and say, "This is a guy who we thought we believed in, who cost us the Super Bowl because he's cute." So, what do you about let that? Me, or let, about me,
3: that or, let me. Let me. Um, something Phil Jackson used to say. Um, yes. Yeah. Is that he said? He said one play doesn't make a game. Uh, you know, sure. Um, and the thing is, you know, granted, this one particular play call wasn't the best one, but they had their chances. You know, I mean, uh, uh, Russell Wilson completed what two passes in the first half. They had other yeah. chances to do stuff, and they didn't do it. Sure, hard. of course. Um, they couldn't. They did. The defense did not stop um, the Patriots' offense. Okay, mm-hmm. when they had a ten-point lead, so. One play yeah to all of us it looks like it was a bad call but it worked before okay so it really wasn't mm-hmm. that bad of a call if it worked before um I'd also say that you know if um Russell Wilson who's the quarterback if he had a question about it when he was on the field he should have called a timeout
0: mm-hmm. okay right. or
3: let me see other quarterbacks audible out mm-hmm. right so yeah. are you, so does he not have that ability or you know, is he an automaton? Doesn't have that ability to do either one of those two things. Or they just, or the system say just do what you're told. I don't know. But the thing is, those are a couple of things that could have happened. Now, none of the, did any of the question, players call, call in question the call when they were running it. You know, hindsight's twenty. It. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Now if the dude that caught yeah. the pass, we would, we would we would be having a different conversation. And it was an excellent play, excellent call to throw it right into the teeth of the defense. It worked in the third quarter. A okay. Play, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. But because it didn't work, oh, now we're saying it was a horrible call. You know, it really wasn't because it worked before. You know, all of us, you know, will say now and even after the game was over with twenty seconds left, oh yeah, I would have called something different. Of course we would have because he saw that but it didn't work. Yeah. All right. So I don't so yeah. I mean, um, you know, one bad play doesn't make a game, you know, and um I, I just you know, let's see what he can do next year. You know, can you how does his team bounce back from this? Right. If he and, can and do what Bill yeah. Belichick does and make it to right. you know, what, six Super Bowls in X amount of years you know, then we'll know what his legacy is. Right. Right. And I agree with that. Hey, you know
1: what? You missed Russell Wilson earlier, man. Credit to Wilson by taking the blame himself. He said, quote, I was the one who threw the pass. So, props to Russell Wilson for, 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 for taking up for his guys, for his coach, and owning and up to his part. It was just a fortunate situation. What, okay, what about you, Dwayne? What, what do you think about uh, about, about what, what, what I posted earlier? Up, you
2: Carol. A couple of things. Chris is basically pointed out exactly what I've, I said earlier and what I've been saying since the game ended on Sunday. Is of course one play doesn't necessarily determine a game. And had they run the ball a lot more earlier, they don't. Be, they're not in a situation. I, I, I almost want to guarantee that they run the ball better. They're not in that situation. Uh, yep. The defense does what they normally do. Yeah, Chris, you missed that stat. Uh, the Seahawks uh, get, has given up 4.4 points in the fourth quarter, say that three times fast, the entire season this past year. And for them to give up 14 points is an anomaly, being that it's only happened to them once this year, and when it did happen, it was in the loss. And that was against Denver right. in week two. So, if the defense plays the way that they normally play, they don't lose. If they run like they normally run, they don't lose. So if they go back and they fall back to what it is that they normally do, it won't be a, a problem with with, uh, with Pete Carroll from hits forth on. But statistically, teams that make it to the Super Bowl, let alone lose the Super Bowl, rarely make it back not only to just the Super Bowl, but to the playoffs. As a whole, True. so it's, it's it's going to be a situation where you know we have to see what happens to them via free agency because they have a couple of big names that are out there, especially with Marshawn Lynch. Uh, I heard KJ Wright may be on on the fence, along with uh, what's the other lo- uh, linebacker? Um, God, what, Not Bennett. What's the other linebacker that that's on uh, Seattle?
1: You you said Bobby
2: Wagner's name already. You said Bobby Wagner. No, I didn't. Bobby Wagner, Wagner and KJ okay. Wright are—I've are, are, okay. heard of both. If not one, both are three agents. So if, wow. if they lose all three, along with losing Browner last year, you know it, it's going to be a problem. I, and, and I don't know uh, what this team is going to do. It's going to make it a, a whole lot difficult for them. But the thing that kind of helps them out is the fact that Seattle—not Seattle, but San Francisco loses uh, Harbaugh and, and they will just have to contend with Arizona. And if Arizona can't seem to get a quarterback and a running back to help them out, it's a possibility they'll, they'll win the uh, division again next year barring any
3: injuries uh, yeah. uh, as well as losing players. And let's right. say this, too. Keep in mind uh, the receiver that was the superstar for them, number 13, forget his name, did you see he was signed off the practice squad?
0: Okay. Oh, yeah, Chris Chris off,
3: yeah, yeah. Chris Matthews, yeah. Off the practice squad. Okay. So the thing is, they, they, and look at, they seem to be. I think they're going to be fine because they seem to be able to pick up on guys with talent who aren't, yeah, you know, um, first round, second round, third round draft picks. You know, kind of like what what Bill Belichick has been able to do. So they might actually be fine, you know. Even this guy who um came in the the safety who stunk it up, he'll probably be better next year if he gets the chance to play. You know? I think that I think we'll get a chance to see what their um their farm system looks like. You know, see how they mm-hmm. do with their um you know, with their um, um scouting because if they're able to do that without a lot of big names, you know, they might be able to continue to build on that, you know. You know, I do agree with I you. Look though, at it doesn't look like they're you, you didn't mention the Rams, um who, who I forgot are, about the Rams. Yeah. Yeah. Don't forget about them. Yeah, they're only the getting Rams. better. They're <laughs> not getting any worse.
2: They're not. And, and and once again that's another team that needs a, a QB as well. I still don't believe in Sam Bradford. But the rest of that team either. with with that that young running back core that they have as mm-hmm. well as that defense that has always been stout over the past couple of years. You know, if they can continue to, to get better and develop, especially at the QB spot, they really do need help. Um, even though it was rumored, uh, I, I was talking to a, 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 an Eagles fan yesterday, there's a rumor floating around that, you know, Philadelphia may send Nick Foles to St. Louis uh, along with some other assets for that high draft pick that they have. Wow. Boom. Yeah, because, yeah, because... Hey, wait, 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 uh, uh, wait, wait, Who are they going to
1: Yeah. Mariota. Okay. Who are they gonna keep? Mariota. They're gonna get oh, that's, that's okay. a Mariota move. Okay. They're gonna get Mariota. Okay. Because Chip Kelly coached him at Oregon. Uh, but then as of May, um, I look at Seattle as Baltimore Ravens' west. You know, they're hmm. both teams soft smack. Both teams back it up. Both teams. Well, now not not as much Baltimore anymore. They're more veteran now. But Seattle is a younger version of, of Baltimore. And as long as the front office, the front office similar to the Raiders that they scout very well. They draft very well as well. Uh, so i saying that a few times. But um, I think Seattle will be fine in the long run as long as they keep Marshawn Lynch. As long as they sign Russell to a great contract that that makes it possible, easy enough to keep a couple more key free agents. I think Seattle will, will, will be fine. But as we alluded to earlier, you can't sleep on St. Louis. Because those cats are getting better. To me they're a quarterback away from contenders. They're just a quarterback away because I don't believe in I don't believe in Sam is too damn injury prone. I think any serviceable quarterback would be an upgrade from this guy. So that's just how I feel about that. So now for the losers, <clears throat> let's talk about the winners. The Patriots. So with all this flakey play cake garbage going on around the team, it didn't seem like they distracted them a lot. Uh, which is not surprising, uh, you, know, just, you know, like given the team that they have. What does this do to the Patriots? Because the Patriots are like the youngest, I read some of the youngest Super Bowl champions, I think, which hard to mm. believe. And I mean, it was hard to believe because you have Tom. We probably think about Tom Brady, but just look at the excuse <laughs> the rest of those cats, like on defense, and and you know, and, you know, and then off the side of the ball as well. Those guys are young. And they're always going to get better. I think elements you know, like Elliman's a young guy, even though he's been around for a few years. He's a young guy. And, you know, I think they're going to get even better. That defense is going to get de next year. It's just a matter of, like, what offensive people of, will go around Tom Brady going forward. But does this, you mind ex- like, mind, like, pretty much gets rid of, like eliminates that the flake gate tag, that stigma that was, uh, six to the Patriots the last few weeks Or do you think that people Just hate on them going forward anyway
2: And uh, the winner, i start
1: with you Oh,
2: the hate's going to be there It is, yeah. and, and like I said Last week and Chris, you may disagree with me about this as well uh, That whole stigma of Spygate, which still lingers Over this team, which I found to be extremely Ridiculous and, 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 and Completely unwarranted A lot of people say, of course, it's breaking the rules But My my thing is this, people steal signals all the time. People bring in players from opponents that they're going to play so they can figure out signals all the time. It just happens to be that New England did something which everyone can do in the league, which is record plays and signals, actually, Uh, during a game. It's just that New England was the only one who actually attempted to – to study the signals. Now, though, of course, the allegations of them recording practices, that's a whole nother monster. Whether or not that's true or not, that's, either, that's, that's something that can be debated. But in terms of them recording what happened on the sidelines, it's something that teams do all the time. It just happened to be that, of course, a former employee that left uh, New England disgruntled. Uh, no, man, um, uh, Exactly. Was the one <laughs> that was the fix in that entire situation. So I find that to be very interesting. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but there was an interview with uh, Bill Cower where, of course, someone asked okay. him about Spygate. And he responded that, you know, that had nothing to do with them losing that game to New England. And basically, they do what everyone does that everyone tries to steal signals. So he, does, he doesn't even talk bad about Spotgate because of the fact that everybody tries to do it. So I'm trying to figure out why everyone else tries to hold that against them in terms of being a cheater. Is that along with the plate gate, another situation where everyone else does that stuff. All that aside, like you said, Scott, this team is, is is very young. I'm interested to see what they do with the real Revis because, of course, they did tie him to a one-year yes. situation to a whole right, lot of dough. Right. I doubt right. very seriously that they do that again. If they do, I'd be surprised because, of course, they don't like to spend a lot of money on, on players, is, yeah. especially veterans. But if they do bring will it it'll, it'll, it it'll be interesting to see what happens in the AFC because, of course, teams like Pittsburgh is getting better. Baltimore... Right. Is going through their stages right now. Denver is in a, is in a situation of flux. Where they they're going through a whole new coaching change. The does hoping, come yeah. back? Does he not come back? We don't know. Uh, does somebody else come in and surprise uh, the, the, the the conference? Does Houston get a, a, a QB and make that team better? It'll be interesting right. to see who competes with New England next year. But I I, I don't want to sell them short yet. But I I sure as hell not going to count them out. With the success that they've had, sixteen straight years of ten plus wins, the only other team to do that, well, actually two other teams to do that, the the Forty Niners have done it during uh, the eighties and nineties, and and I think it was a a Bears franchise in the twenties and thirties that ran twenty straight. It's completely unheard of. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I mean, I had had to look. There've been other teams. Dallas has done it six years straight. At one point in time, Uh, the Skins have done it four years straight. Bears have done it four or five years straight again. Packers, you know, it's it's a select few that have done it more than four years, but only three teams have really done it more than fifteen years, And, and. Right, It looks like they may do it again next year. They're going to they gonna do it again next year because yeah. that, that division sucks
1: that they're playing. They're yeah. going to do it again next year. It's not a fault. <laughs> and, <laughs> you, you also have to yeah. take, take into
2: consideration that's only six games. They still play a first-place uh, 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 schedule, and they, they right. play at least four of those. So they're, they're beating other upper, upper echelon teams. You know, I love it when people throw that out there. Oh, they they play in a sucky division, but they play a a a first place schedule against the Denver, Baltimore, point. Pittsburgh, uh 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 Indianapolis. They play all they play in all cats every year. And they steal at least four, if not six, out of those games. So they they, 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 they tend to do very, very, very well outside of their division. Mm.
1: And by the way, they play the NFC North next year, I think. Mm. I think no, 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 oh. no, 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 no. I'm sorry, they don't play NFC. No, they play, play the FC East. South. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, play yeah, the they East
2: next yeah. year. They so that yeah. they're going to get some help next year. Uh, Skins, Dallas, and 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 uh, God, and the Giants. Really? They're going to help them out next year. They're going to, they're going to give them some wins. Right. Yeah, I can see that already. <laughs> I'm already, I'm already, uh, Chris. I'm trying to figure out what else I'm going to do. When that skins uh, patriots game comes on next uh, in the fall, I'm, I'm trying to figure out something else because I, I don't want to watch it. I already see it. There you go. Got to get out the house. Got to house. <laughs> All right. What, uh, what about you, Chris? What about you, bro?
1: Uh,
3: you know, um, I don't think that. Uh, here's the. This is the reason why you no know, one likes the Patriots because they're gonna they're okay. gonna do it again. They'll be in the tournament again next year. You know, yeah. they, I don't mm-hmm. see I don't see what I don't see anything stopping them. I mean, first place schedule you already said they're going to play the NFC East. That's they're going to beat all those teams. I don't see any of those teams, including the Dallas Cowboys, no matter what they do, beating the Patriots because <laughs> what what that what they're going to do is find the Patriots are going to find out what you do and they're going to stop you. You know, and even if you right. think that as long as as long as Tom Brady is playing, the league might as well forget it. Okay. Because mm-hmm. he, I mean, he's incredibly accurate. He's fearless, and I'm I'm not a Patriots fan anymore. Okay, I mean, I don't really mm-hmm. care about the cheating, you know, because everybody does it. They just happen to be the ones that get caught, and they're 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 the right. villains now. That's what they've become. Right. Okay. So what? They're still winning. That's part of the reason why they're villains. You remember the a la Miami Heat the last few years? No one's talking about them anymore. So, as long as Bill Belichick and um, Tom Brady are there no problem um next year i don't think it'll be they'll be back in the tournament next year we'll be talking about threatening to repeat champions who knows they might right run the table they might go undefeated again you know they that's a, there's a that's a team that can do it because all they do is stick another person in there who we didn't hear their name we don't know who they are but all of a sudden they're a game changer okay they they do right. that that's part of their culture so um who knows? Maybe, the, maybe these two teams will rematch again next year. Well, Maybe. Yeah, man, and you know what? But, and you know I mean, that, I,
1: that's not surprising because both teams are strong. Even going to next year with the questions that's around both teams. They look strong. They, they, they don't have as many they, question
3: marks as some of the other teams. Exactly. No, they, don't. exactly. they might have a rematch. It would be a healthy rematch I <laughs> and I bet Carol won't get cute. <laughs> about. I mean, the thing is, uh-huh. while we were all sitting there looking at Denver and waiting, you know, looking at how wonderful they played during the during the first three quarters of the year, and then we couldn't understand right. why they imploded. Okay. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. Who knows what those issues were? We can start with the fact that Wells Welker disappeared, and that which lent credence right. to why New England let him go. All right. No one understood why New England would pick an quote-unquote inferior receiver in Danny Amendola. And let Wes the mm-hmm. great Wes Welker go. And that's exactly what they,
2: how people reacted to that too.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Now guess what? I saw it hurt me firsthand because Wes Welker was on my fantasy team. Okay. <laughs> he was <laughs> worth nothing. Okay. <laughs> so we watched uh, Denver implode to the point where they lost their coaching staff. Okay. So yeah. Who? I mean, we're looking at uh, you know who are those guys? The, uh, Baltimore's <laughs> going to retool. They'll be mm-hmm. back. You know, but we don't have. There's nobody else in the AFC really to worry about. I mean, now the Bills are the Bills are no good now. You know, they got
0: <laughs>
3: they got no Ryan, Rex Ryan good with the new coach.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
3: that's oh, still fate.
1: What the fuck is that? That that, that that's going to be that. That's the only reason why people going to care about the AFC outside, AFC East outside of the Patriots to see what the hell Rex Ryan's up to. I mean, you know, that's gonna you be know, I don't
2: know because that plays into. The, the way that the, the Bills play is exactly how Rex Ryan succeeded. Good defense, good run game. If C.J. Spiller yeah. stays healthy, uh, Sammy Watkins, if, if, and if he can get some some play out of his QB with a Sammy Watkins, they could be I'm, – I'm not going to say they're going to division, but they can be interesting. They can be interesting. Yeah. And, and he's done it before with that cast, uh, you know, a quality receiver – and, and a marginal QB, and, and, a, and a good defense, which could probably be made better with him. So, you know, that, that's a team that I'll be interested in, to see what they do next year. But I don't, I don't see them winning mm-hmm. the division next year, though. Yeah, I'll see you but either. they they, they I'll tend to steal one from from New England every year, the same as uh, Miami. So, right, I, I'm not saying that they're going to lose to those two teams, but for for whatever reason, they would like to steal one well from them occasionally. Right, I got you. I got
1: you. I'm just saying. I still, I still think you right now with the question mark. Well, New know, Grand New England is having me question in Seattle. But even then, I don't, I don't see anybody checking New England in Seattle next year. I just don't. Not, not right now. I mean, Pittsburgh needs a secondary. Baltimore needs yeah. to be told, This yeah. needs to get a heart transplant. <laughs> um, and you know, in, in in Denver, we don't know what's going on with them. With the coaching change, Ben Hillgrove, I could argue needs also needs a heart transplant of sorts. And as far as the NFC goes, if it ain't Dallas and in, in in Green Bay, who else is challenging Seattle? Who else is challenging? Exactly. Them?
2: I don't I don't see it. I don't see and
3: it. So neither do I. Are we yeah. are, are we sleeping on New Orleans? Yes Yes. That
2: that <laughs> defense needs to needs to come back. The defense that they had a couple of years ago, that that put them on that run, they need to come back. I don't I don't know what happened to it, and with them and um, Junior Gillette and his situations and, and the trouble that he gets into, if he, because he's the main pass rush for that defense, if if he can't come back due to some sort of suspension or whatever, and um, uh, not Rex, but uh, Rob is still there, right? As defensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah, right, Rob Ryan's still there, I should say. I, yeah, so if, if Rob can't turn that defense around, and one of the things that I think we talked about, Scott, the difference between uh, Jimmy Graham and Gronk is the fact that Gronk is physical. And people have uh, are starting to figure out outside of the, the NFC South because, of course, they just let Jimmy Graham do whatever. If you're NFC, physical yeah. with Jimmy Graham, you'll take him out of the mm-hmm. game. That's what Seattle did. So if you have a linebacker that's fast enough or a, a, a strong safety that's physical enough, you can take him out. And, and I, don't, I don't see them being in the mix just yet. But that division is anybody's to take, the, as we all know, yeah. in terms of how yeah. many times a, 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 a champion rotates in that division.
3: Yeah. yeah
2: it'll it'll be mean, fun. We'll see what Atlanta be fun. can do.
3: I mean. Oh, fuck it. No, I mean, a man, man with, the fake, like, uh, with,
1: uh, with the fake crowd noise and the softness. Oh, my God. What a joke. What a joke. Talk about Fake crowd noise. Why is it yeah, no one talking, talking about the fake crowd
2: noise?
1: Dude, this the, the Falcons are bringing down the quality of this podcast. Let's leave them out of our mouths. <laughs> <laughs> <Not about now. laughs> Let's get them out of our mouth Let's get 'em out of our mouth They're dragging out the quality of the podcast. Speaking of which, guys, thank you very much. It's been fun. This is a fun football season. Uh, we're gonna do it again next season as well. But I'm gonna be talking to you guys throughout the year regarding basketball, maybe a little baseball and the like. So stay tuned, man. But thanks, guys, again, again for this, man. It's been fun, guys.
3: All right. All right. Hey. Take care.
2: You should be happy right. you were in the presence of nastradamus twenty eight twenty four. <laughs> that
1: score, dude.
2: Oh my dude, God, made feel like a king. That's weird.
1: That's that's weird, man. That that that's weird. <laughs> that's some weird stuff right there. I don't know what you're on, but that's it I want some of this. That's that's weird. Stuff. <laughs> Same stuff. Be terrible
0: <laughs> Exactly. Same
1: thing. We're biased on stronger. <laughs> all right. All right. So, yeah. Oh, jeez. Those are my guys, man. We had a lot of fun with that. Um, we had a lot of fun, a lot of fun, a lot of fun with that. Even though I'm still mad at how the Super Bowl turns out. Be Keller, how could you? But, you know, it's all good. Made, made for a hell of a podcast. Anyway, thank you for tuning in. This is Scott Brooks. Cloud Hour 06 tonight. Take care.